0: Veteran Walker with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler.
1: Hi, team. I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from Fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. So summer is here, I mean not officially, it's not June 20th yet, but here in Florida I think it's 94 today, summer is here and I just left Buffalo and it was really hot up there too, so I kind of feel like summer is spreading throughout at least the US of A and I am that weird one who couldn't be more grateful for it, I love it when it's hot. I love it when it's sticky, I love the thunderstorms, I love living here in the tropics, so all the heat means happy Fitz Kohler, and um, yay me! <laughs> I make no apologies about it, I'm really, really happy to have the summer, because here's the deal, I love water sports, I love water skiing, and wakeboarding, and I love paddleboarding, and I love canoeing, and I love tubing, and I just want to be outside, and I I'm not a big sweater when I exercise. In fact, it's hard to get me to sweat while exercising. So it makes me feel happy when I can just sit there in a hammock and have sweat. Ooh, you know when you get sweat between your boobs, ladies? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That feels good to me. I go to the Florida Gator baseball games and you just sit in the stands. And when I get the sweat in the boobs, I think, ooh, today is a good day. Now, of course, I always have my sunscreen on because cancer is bad. We can all agree upon that. In fact, I just was talking with Ross Jones, one of my hotties in Michigan a couple weeks ago. In fact, I was talking with a group of hotties at dinner, but it made me feel happy because apparently whatever I said resonated with Ross. He's a very good listener. In fact, I think, Oi, Ross, how many pounds are you down? About 100 plus pounds, 150. It's crazy. Anyways, he told me today that he went out to exercise. He was um, he had a two-hour break. He did some work for an hour. And then he got up and he walked for an hour because he said he could hear me whispering in his ear. And then he said, um, as the cherry on top for me, that he put a sunscreen on. And, and so here's the deal. Uh, my dad died of melanoma. My mom's mom died of melanoma. Melanoma is grisly. It's an awful, horrific death that nobody wants to die. And uh, beyond that, the sun provides all sorts of horrible side effects. Even though I love it, you got to be safe. It provides wrinkles and sunspots and moles and, and things you don't want. Nobody wants those things. And so if you feel like you need to be brown, go do sunless tanning. I go spray tan all the time and people complimented me all the time. They go, where were you? Were you in Jamaica? Did you go back to Jamaica? And no, I just went into the little booth where the lady makes me strip down into my undies and put on a hairnet, and then she sprays me, and then I look and feel pretty great for at least maybe a week, and you can also do it in a private booth where the booth sprays you, but yeah, be careful with the sun, but get out. Get out in the sun. Let's use summer. Y'all are trying to get fitter? Get outdoors and try something new. You know, we talk about not only Being of ideal weight and feeling great about um, the skin that you're in and being strong and athletic. Let's use that athleticism for some athletic adventure. Go hike. Go in the water. Find a lake, a river, a stream, an ocean. You've got something or other near you. And, you know, I'm actually learning so much as I travel for races and new destinations and i try to get my tush out to see new things when i'm in new locations and i especially try to learn about i try to get outside and go to the outdoorsy stuff and whether i'm in pennsylvania or buffalo or michigan or california duh, or washington there's water there's lakes everywhere there's rivers everywhere so find some in fact google in your neck of the woods paddle boarding I assure you there's a paddleboard rental place somewhere near you no matter where you are and if you haven't done that it's a blast do canoeing you know put on a life vest and go for a swim try some water sports maybe there's a place where you can rent a boat or a jet ski even better but I want you to utilize the summer because you know much like the winter which provides us these cool opportunities in the snow this is a really unique time of year which we should be investing in and getting the best out of and And so are there downsides? Sure. Extreme heat, that could definitely be a downside if you're going to exercise outside. So accommodate, um, you know, either exercise in the water where you can be cool, get up really early, exercise before the heat um, kicks in, exercise at night outdoors in a safe place. Obviously, don't go running through the woods alone. But bring friends or go on a track or do push-ups in your front yard and that's, avoiding the extreme versions of the temperature, but also make sure you have some indoor options. And I own a treadmill. I still can never figure out the people that call it a dreadmill. I know you like to run outside, me too, but I love my treadmill. I love being bubbled to get on in a cool room in my home. I've revealed this before, so it's nothing new, but I'm in my sports bra and undies. I don't deal with shorts. I don't deal with the t-shirt. I don't deal with anything bothering me. It's just my undies and my sports bra and my running and shoes and I walk or run or whatever, but I'm in a temperature controlled environment in the privacy of my own space. It's spectacular. And I put Netflix on my iPad and I have been watching all sorts of fantastic shows. So, um, consider that treadmill. my tush. No way. I, I think the treadmill is the most perfect Excuse Buster in the world because whether it's super hot, super blizzardy—is that a word? Blizzardy, um, freezing outdoors, too dark. You've got a sick kid at home. You can always get on your treadmill. So it isn't an investment. Yes, should you get a machine that holds up to at least a four hundred pound individual, so it doesn't shake around while you're using it. Yes, should you get an extended belt length? Absolutely. Should you probably spend at least a thousand dollars on a new machine? for sure. And that's one that will likely last you a long time. Hopefully you get one that comes with a warranty. Find a specialty fitness shop. I would not recommend going to a big box store for a cardio machine, especially a treadmill. Go to a place that's shorts an investment, but it's a great investment. My treadmill, gee whiz, I've had this one for maybe 10 years and I we have beat it up and it is still ticking. So um, invest or invest in the gym memberships. And some of your gyms will cost 50 bucks a month. Worth it because that's what the price of two, three meals out or a couple movies. You can go to your gym all day, every day, and you've paid for it. But there's also gyms that are ten bucks a month. I think here in Gainesville, Gainesville Health and Fitness is fifty bucks a month for starters. It eventually goes down to thirty bucks a month. But the Planet Fitness is ten bucks a month, and I think there's no contract. So you have choices. Find them, make them, invest the ten bucks or twenty bucks, whatever it is. Invest in an indoor option because you cannot let weather deter. You from your fitness goals. And the other benefit of a, of a fitness center is you got all the equipment. It's not just a treadmill. You got your elliptical, your gauntlet, your bike, your new step, your ski machine, your rowing machine. Then you have all the weights, all the kettlebells, bells, all the balls, all the cable machines. Great choices. And if you're on a mission to get fit, invest in you. I can't control your budget, your time, your interest, but I think investing in indoor options is a really great choice. You can get my core training DVD, Flip Flop Abs. You can get that at fitness.com. That'll keep you busy with some killer core training workouts. You can use my YouTube channel for free workouts in your own living room. You could dance around your kitchen. There's a lot of options, but, you know, make the best of summer when you can. And then make the best of your indoor options when you need to. Keep in mind that as you move forward in the summer, a lot of people are trying to Lose some weight over the summer. I totally get that. We hopefully are trying to achieve our best weight year round. Hopefully that's a mission that never stops until you get there. And then your mission is to keep you there. But a quick reminder that your eating habits are king when aiming to lose weight. There are so many marathoners that are way overweight. And they have the exercise down right. And they have, you know, they're putting in 50 miles a week. But they're not losing a pound because they're not changing their eating habits. So, if you are someone who is trying to lose between one and 1,000 pounds, do not ignore that exact formula for weight loss. The most simple, stupid, effective way to lose the weight and keep it off forever. Find that on the cover of Fitsness.com. It's free, it's mindless. It works, and I have a trillion plus five people that'll tell you they've had success with it, and they're not hungry. It's uncomplicated, it's effective, and they finish each day feeling satisfied, and that's really what matters. I don't want people suffering. We're not removing any food groups. We're not putting you on a diet. Diets are dumb. Diets are temporary measures that lead to temporary results. There's usually lots of hell involved in diets. You don't want any of them. This keto crap is BS. Stay away from it. Don't let anyone fool you into it. You just got to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be, period. But that's it. I had someone the other day say, well, it's not fair that I only get 1,400 calories a day because my husband gets 2,200 calories a day. Well, sorry. (laughs) You were born a smaller person. You require less. And this is not about getting. This is not about the world being out to get you and torture you because you can't eat as much as the next guy or the next girl. This is about you fueling your body to be its best. And if you don't need as much, you don't need as much. You don't hear the little cars saying, boy, it's no fair that I can't have 20 gallons worth of gas when that SUV has 20 gallons. I only get 10. It's just not required for a little fuel-efficient car. And so, sorry, that's an entitled attitude. And you'd be Entitlement attitude leads to nothing but disaster. It leads to nothing but disaster when trying to get into a school or trying to get a job or trying to make friends. You are not entitled to anything. You are entitled to free speech. <laughs> There's a few things, especially in this country, you're entitled to. And massive amount of foods is not it. Fancy education, not it. Fancy job, not it. you got to earn those things. And so, fair. We're fair. It's just... Reality life is not fair. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. But it's your obligation to put your best foot forward, for you to make decisions about what you put in your mouth and the way you move your body and how often you do it. You get to choose whether you listen to the solid advice I'm doling out and you take action using it, or you take the choice of going, nah, I'm just going to keep it, keep doing it the way I've been doing it and keep getting the same results I've been getting. So food, food, food. If you put in more than you require, you will grow bigger. If you put in less than you require, you will shrink smaller. That's how it works. And you cannot exercise off reckless eating. So when you go to the beach and you think, all right, I'm on vacation. I'm going to down daiquiris on the beach all day. You're going to go home 10 pounds heavier than you were when you got on vacation. And that's dumb. And I assure you, when I get out in a swimsuit, the last thing I want to do is pack on pounds i just know if i'm in a swimsuit i'm actually probably minding my p's and q's in the food category excessively don't be that daiquiri guy don't be the woman sitting there chugging beer all day that's not vacation vacation is for adventure and making memories not sitting in a chair guzzling down garbage you're better than that you are better than that i know i am and and for the folks who want to do that good for them and they beer bellies. They get, to, they get to go home with the beer belly. But I think you're listening to this podcast because you want better for yourself. And that means I have good faith you will do better for yourself. Go on vacation. And, you know, super sobriety is probably the absolute best choice. But if you're going to have a little bit here and there, make sure it fits into your caloric budget. And remember, if you go overboard with the alcohol, you're likely to go overboard with the food too. And you're less likely to get up and exercise because you drank all the extra alcohol and ate all the food and be a role model for your kids. They don't need to learn that, you know, when we're not working, we sit around drunk all day. It's just, it's not good form. So (laughs) there you go. Those are my opinions. And please don't drink and jet ski or drink and water ski. That's probably a bad choice too. You got to be smart, my friends. So eating habits, eating habits, eating habits, you know, not just swimsuit season, snowshoe season too. Eating habits are king and queen. And if you get those under control, then you can keep them for the rest of your life and you'll never gain a pound or you'll never gain three pounds. That's my cutoff. If I gain two pounds, I go, uh-oh, I need to stop what I'm doing and go back to the old habits. And then I stay at my goal weight. I never gain five. I never gain ten. ten, ten. I'm all Southern now. I never gain 10 or 20. I just stick with two. And once I gain two, I slam on the brakes. So, uh, summer. Wait. Oh, summer. Here we go. Last year, I instituted the tank top mandate. And it's probably one of the most important things I've ever done. And I've got a second thing to add to that tank top mandate. So, if you're unfamiliar with the tank top mandate, I am going to teach you about it. Tank top mandate was institute because I saw so many people exercising in bulky t-shirts because they were embarrassed of their arms. They were actually telling me, I don't like my arms, so I won't wear a tank top. And what happens is when you're dressed inappropriately, especially during the heat, you tend to exercise less often. You tend to put forth less effort and your discomfort level is really high and your enjoyment level is really, really low. So keep in mind that nobody cares about your triceps. Absolutely nobody in the world cares about your shoulders. It's just preposterous to think they do. It is the definition of the id. You know the little babies who they take your things because they don't understand you have feelings. It's all about them. That's what's going on when you think people care about your arms and shoulders. They don't. I assure you there's nobody else that cares about your shoulders or your arms. So when it's hot tank top You got to put the tank top. You got to go. The tank top is God's gift to fitness, and I strongly believe that. I'm a tank top girl all the way, but the amount of confidence and joy I saw just squishing out of people, the amount of love beams shooting from their eyes and their whole face once they started wearing tank tops made my heart sing. So last year, hundreds of people jumped on the tank top mandate. They got brave. It was a very brave thing to do. They gave up their t-shirts. They purchased one, one tank top. They wore it. They took a selfie and posted it on my fitness channels or on the Hottie Body Fitness page or Hottie Body Fitness group on Facebook. And they said, hey guys, I've never worn a tank top before, but here I am in my tank top and I exercise and it felt really great. Wow. It was so much of that. And now there's people who refuse to wear anything but tank tops. It is mind-blowing. I got Timothy Powell, Michael Jones, Richard Green. Katie Stefaniak is rocking the tank top. Oh my gosh, just so many of you, and it matters. It matters because when you feel good, when, when exercising and you have no limitations, you're able to do more. It's like wearing a pair of cowboy boots to go for a run. I love my cowboy boots. I live in my cowboy boots sometimes. But when I go running, I don't want to wear them. I want to wear the proper running Footwear and so tank top. Proper (laughs) shirt for exercising in the heat. You got to go there. And here's the next step. And we're going to really bring down the house in this one. No more pants. No more pants. I was at both the Disney Princess Half Marathon and the Disney Star Wars Half Marathon. Now, this is a place where I'm not working. So, I get to be a spectator. And I was... In hell, watching all of the women running in 85 degree weather, 85 degree temperatures with black leggings on. Why? Because they hate their knees. I assure you, not one of them got up that morning when it was 76 and muggy out and thought, yeah, these leggings are going to be the greatest choice, they're going to be the most comfortable. They probably woke up and said, dang it, I wish I could wear shorts. It's going to be so hot out, but. Oh, I hate my knees. I can't tell you how many people hate their knees. That's another thing. That's one of those weird, bizarre id things. And I know you're self-conscious about your body. And I used to be there too because I was a much bigger girl. But I assure you, your knees are not something anybody else on the planet is focused on. So no more leggings. It's hashtag pants free running. Now, you can wear short pants. Shorts. You can wear the shorts. (laughs) But no more Pants in summer. We're done. It is June 1st as I record this podcast, and you are absolutely forbidden to go outside and exercise with pants on. Do you understand that? I will beam myself Star Trek style from where I am to where you are, and I will pinch you really hard if I catch you outside wearing pants. That goes for you, gentlemen, and you know you're probably not in leggings. You might be in the track pants or whatever, but uh-uh, no moss. If it's 70 degrees or older, you're walking out of the house with your knees exposed. Got it? It's not okay to do that to yourself. It's royal punishment. It's unfair to your body, and you deserve better. So tank tops and shorts. You can wear short shorts if you want to, or you can wear long shorts. But you got to wear the shorts. Got it? Hashtag pants, free running, hashtag tank top mandate. This is a no excuses policy. I do not want to see anyone breaking those rules or I assure you, I will come and get you. I've got that beam me up thing going. My dad was a Trekkie. Funny, when we were, when we, me and my siblings were kids, every night when he got home from work while we were eating dinner, he would have Star Trek on. Oh, and I don't know why it bugged the tar out of me. So I love Star Trek. And then he he was a collector. He would go to the conferences. He was a Trekkie. And he was, it's kind of like the Comic-Con of yesteryear, but it was just Star Trek. And he had all the stuff he brought. I remember he brought me home Star Trek. Or no, I'm sorry. Spock ears once. <laughs> Super dorky. But he would put the Star Trek books on the shelves. He had all the books. Every, every, um, what do we call them? Issue of, I don't know. Anyways. He had all the books, hundreds and hundreds of books, and then he had some of the figurines and all the DVDs, and my mother used to threaten him. Actually, I think it was me who said, Dad, when you die, we're putting you on the shelf and we're going to bury those books, and so, (laughs) kind of mean, but um, anyways, I I know how to beam things. That's the moral of that story. I know how to beam things, and I will beam to you. And pinch you hard if you are not in a tank top and short, shorts, short, short, shots. So here's a little goofy. Um, no, no, I'm going to move on. I'm going to tell you my really ridiculous story at the end of this podcast. We talked about it online, but I want to go here on the podcast too. If you are having a medical issue, if you need medical advice, only ask a medical professional for that advice. I see two. Much too often online via social media, people are saying, hey, I torqued my knee and it's all big and black and what should I do? And then some bozo charms in and says, put some arnica on it or I don't know, do these stretches or whatever. Folks, the only person who should be giving you medical advice would be a medical professional that is assessing you personally at the moment. So, Even within my social media circles, my online training group, we have physicians that are part of the group. They do not give advice via Facebook. The only way a medical professional should be giving you advice is because you've gone into their office and they're touching you and they're taking your temperature or drawing blood or doing scans or having an in-depth conversation about what's actually been going on to assess you properly and then give you proper advice. Don't ask the bus driver, the teacher, the banker, the insurance guy, or the astronaut how to fix your foot, your hip, your knee, any of those things. People ask me all the time. Oh, my back hurts. What should I do? Or, oh, I did something to my knee. I say, go to a doctor. Now, listen, I've got a master's in exercise sports sciences. I understand the human anatomy quite well. And I actually have a pretty significant amount of medical savvy. With all that, would I give you medical advice? No. (laughs) No, no, no. In fact, folks, in my um, range of knowledge, you know what we're allowed to give you is the RICE formula. Rest, ice, compression, elevation. If you have acute symptoms, meaning severe symptoms right now, go straight to the doctor. If the RICE formula hasn't worked for you over a couple days, go to the doctor. But we're not assessing you. And you know what? Not all knee pain is created equal. Some knee pain may be generated by a broken bones. Some may be a torn ligament. Some may just be a bruise. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons for pain and none of your Facebook friends, no matter what they do, are qualified to give you that advice. So please take responsibility for your longevity. You only get one body and it is vital that you care for it, especially when it's hurt or when it's sick. Um, oh, and then here's a sidebar. Please don't post your nasty photos on photo. I don't want to see your toes or your knees. Every time someone falls, they think, i got to show everybody, look at my bloody knee. Don't do that. Because again, most of us are not medical professionals and we want to vomit on you. And we think, why are you begging for that kind of attention? What's going on with your life that that's the only kind of attention you could get? Look at me. I stubbed my toe. I split my knee open or my elbows. We don't want to see it. (laughs) <laughs> Got it? Does that make me sound crabby? Yes. Do bloody pictures make me feel crabby when I see them online? Absolutely. And I've had this conversation in large groups of people, and the majority rule is that the boo-boo pics are nasty. We'd rather see, I don't know, a dirty pic. Go ahead and show your boobs or something or your tush or I don't know. <laughs> Anything's better than your gory, scabby knees. Oh, please and thank you. but But for real. If you're feeling sick, dizzy, injured, whatever, you gotta you gotta invest in yourself. And sure, healthcare is expensive, but I assure you, the price of ignoring a serious injury or serious illness is far more expensive. So hopefully, your insurance company provides you. Maybe have a good deductible. If not, even if you have to shell out the hundred bucks to get the referral to go to the physical therapist, and you got to spend a hundred bucks at the physical therapist, it's probably be the best money you've ever spent. And when you're comparing the two, it's almost sometimes I walk through the grocery store and I say, oh my gosh, a pint of blueberries is five bucks. That's a lot. But then I think sometimes with my kids, I go and I buy them a $5 ice cream cone. And so if I'm spending five bucks, is it better spent on an ice cream cone or a pint of blueberries? Probably the blueberries. So I'm not devaluing spending money or anything. But for real, you only get one body. There's no... Re- well, there's some replacement parts, but if you need a new hip or a new knee, it's pretty expensive. Uh, so take care of what you have. Do it right the first time. And ideally, if you if you get a legit medical issue taken care of right away, perhaps you get it healed right away. And if you screw with it, it may take months or years for you to recover. And nobody wants that. Oh, <laughs> so I have a few funny things to tell you. Um, you know, not all fitness is is lovely. I had a guy on a plane with me a couple of weeks ago. I think it was flying home from Michigan via Atlanta. And I get on my plane and actually my old kickboxing trainer, Corey was on the plane with me and he was coming back from a fight in, I don't know, Pakistan or something like that. But he gets on and we're chit-chatting. He's sitting right behind me and delta comfort very nice seats by the way every inch counts when you're flying a lot so this guy gets on and he comes sits next to me and he's an older guy I don't know how old but older and he stinks so bad he's got the worst BO I've ever smelled I mean of course BO always smells bad but when it's right next to you holy mackerel so I'm trying to breathe into my jacket I've got my hoodie up around my face and I just thought I'm never gonna survive this flight. It's only a 50-minute flight between Atlanta and Gainesville. But what I did is I used my phone in the notes section and I wrote, Help, the man next to me has horrible B.O. Can I switch seats? Because I didn't want to make him feel bad. So I printed, I put that note on my computer screen. I got the or my uh I'm sorry, my phone screen, and I got the flight attendant to come over and I showed it to her and she was reading it and she goes, Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Hold on. And so she went away. And a few minutes later, she she grabbed my backpack and she said, follow me. So I got to go move up into another seat with someone who didn't smell at all. So my trainer was behind me laughing his you-know-what off because it was, um, oh, golly, he smelled so bad. But I almost was the person who smelled so bad on a plane because this weekend after the Buffalo Marathon, I asked uh, the race director, he's so nice to me, Greg Weber. He's just a sweet potato guy, and he is hell bent on treating me like a queen while I go to host his race, which I, I truly appreciate. I mean, he's so generous and kind. Last year, he took me to Niagara Falls twice. Once we went with the Galloways, Jeff and Barb, and we just checked out the falls on the Canadian side. And then the next time, he took me through the American side and we went on Maid of the Mist, that boat that goes right into the um, falls, which was super fun. But I was telling him, he mentioned hiking or something, and I said, I definitely would love to do that because I love to be outside. And so Monday, yeah, this Monday, Memorial Day, we got up and we hiked. It was some sort of gorge down towards the Devil's Hole, I think. Nonetheless, it was a 400 drop in elevation, and we went down some stairs, and it was a few miles. We hiked too. So me and Greg and his friend Carol And we hiked down there, and we had to actually climb over boulders and rocks. It was so much fun because we don't have that in Florida. We don't have elevation of any sort. And to be able to actually climb on boulders to go places was fun, fun, fun. However, it was in the 80s, and so I got the boob sweat. (laughs) So tacky. But I was sweaty, and I was supposed to go straight to the airport after our hike, and it was... It was legit warm out. It definitely was. If it makes me sweat, you know, it's for real hot. So We went all the way down and on the way up, I mentioned to uh, Greg and Carol, I said, oh, I feel so bad for the people that are going to have whoever's sitting next to me on the plane. I'm going to stink. And Carol was so nice because I already checked out of my hotel. Um, she said, if you want, you can stop by my house on the way to the airport. It's on the way and you can shower. And thankfully, I was able to do that because, again, I would have been the stinky man stinky woman, not a man, because I wouldn't have changed genders because of my odor, but um, (laughs) I I would have been that gross girl, and someone would have had to text the flight attendant to escape stinky Fitz Kohler, so that didn't happen. Thank goodness. Um, One of the things I want to talk about with the race weekend, and we get it all over the country, but the races are for every race. That's one of the cool things about the races is, you know, we get different groups of people around geographically around the country, but I love that with marathons, half marathons, 5Ks, I see every type of person. And not only am I looking at them, but I get their heritage via their names. And so I can say that in California, I get a lot of Latinas, a bunch of Asian runners. We definitely have a cool crew of Russians, some Indians. And and then your average Joe Caucasian, um, but in Buffalo, we definitely had a huge crew—an Indian population. I thought that was fantastic. Um, just just interesting. African Americans, and we've got Black girls run as a running group, and they're the fun ones. I mean, no offense to everybody else, but they show up in big support of each other with headbands. Quite often, my at the Detroit women's half, we've got a, a huge. Turnout from Black Girls Run, which is a national running group, and they show out, and they're so, they dance with me at the beginning. They're totally game for any of my pre-race nonsense. They're very enthusiastic, and then they stick around post-race until their last group member comes through the finish line, so it's just, it's just cool, you know, for the people that think, oh, I couldn't do a 5K because I'm not this, or I'm not that. I assure you, I see absolutely every type of human, even ones we've never heard of. There's probably some sort of Martian that's crossed my finish line too, but it's literally everybody, every color, every religion. I've had women in burqas running the races. Um, It's just fantastic. It's everybody, every age, every size. We have people that are four or 500 pounds doing these races. I just... I want you all to feel included. You should all feel included in my work. You know, my, if you're part of the Hottie Body Fitsness Challenge, we've got everybody. We've got every gender. We've got every sexuality. We have transgender people, every color, every nationality. We have people from all over the world, and I want you there. I want all of you there. There are no excuses. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Your skin's just your stupid Ziploc bag that holds your goo in. That's what your skin is, so everybody's welcome in that regard as long as you're nice and you're committed and doing the work I want to have you or you're willing to learn and keep stick around until you start doing the work but uh the races are just great I I just want you all to feel included that's the moral of the story is you know if you fail to show up because you're feeling insecure that's your failure if you fail to participate or see the results because I don't know you're thinking I don't fit in or whatever that's your failure because Everybody fits in. You know, at the gym, you fit in. Even if you don't feel like it, maybe you're self conscious, but that's on you. That's not on the people around you. Um, The only thing tricky about everybody (laughs) coming to the races is boy, do I have some exciting names to announce. Whether you're Norwegian or from Zimbabwe, Fitz Kohler has to figure out how to say your name properly. (laughs) And um, I I earn my living that way. I earn my keep. And the best part is when. I I let a rip on a last name that's maybe 16 letters long, and the runner looks at me and smiles and says, you got it right. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. That's just, you know, huge accomplishment. So for those of you who have some other job, or maybe you get a plaque or a trophy or you're employee of the month, or you get the front parking spot, the equivalent for me is when someone turns around and says, Yes, said my name right, so, um, but you fit in, that's that's it. This summer, get on a jet ski, you belong there. Get on a canoe, you belong there. I don't know what you look like, or where you're from, or where you old people are from, because really, that's what we're clinging to, right, is most of us are not actually from anywhere else, we got a bunch of old dead people from somewhere else, and we use that as a crutch on what we can or can't do, and you know what, I got a bunch of dead Irish people, some dead Greek people, they're not affecting my day-to-day behavior, all right, I, I choose my day to day behavior. Now is different than then, and I belong where I choose to be, and so do you. So keep that in your mind because I see a lot of hesitation and I don't like it. I want you guys gung ho. I want you slamming your hands on the counter and saying, Boy, rent me a paddle board. Here's my money and give me an oar. That's what you got to do. You got to slam your fist on the table and say, Let me at it because I belong here and I want to give it a try. So. Moving on. But um, my other funny thing is I was at the gym last week and there's a a stretch, a hip stretch I love. And so let's imagine we all get down on our elbows and knees and then we bring our knees really wide. You keep your feet together, but then you bring your knees really, really wide. You're on your elbows and knees and you're kind of spread eagle, but with your knee, you're, you know, face down type thing. Anyways, this chick gets into the position, and that right there is a fantastic hip stretch. stretches your groin. It's just so good on the muscles surrounding your pelvis. But she gets in that position, and she starts twerking. <laughs> and I'm looking at her dying inside laughing because it was so awesome. And I think I'm on the hamstring curl looking, and I just couldn't figure out if perhaps Her physical therapist had told her to do that, if there was some benefit or not. I was going through my mind with my uh, exercise physiology background trying to find out, all right, what's the benefit to that? (laughs) So I never asked her. I don't know if she was just twerking for fun or if she was twerking in that position for purpose, Um, but I was stumped. I was really stumped, and uh, I also thought it was really funny, so... If nothing else, she made me laugh. And then my other stupid story that I wanted to tell you is one I meant to tell you when Rudy and I, on my last podcast, when we were talking about our nonsense at the Big Sur Marathon, which was so much fun. If you haven't listened to that, um, I really want you to go back. And when it comes to the pants dangling from the car, I have to tell you that he was tortured. He was so tortured because the pants were just slapping the car so hard. (laughs) on the outside and I'm laughing and he was in hell. So to, you know, I didn't rub it in too much while he was (laughs) a guest on my podcast, but I was laughing so hard watching him. He would, he just was so embarrassed. And of course I am the opposite of embarrassed about anything that involves nonsense. So, um, listen, listen to that one. I think it's pretty good. But what I forgot to tell you is, um, oh, it actually wasn't after Big Sur. It was at OC, which we also talked about too, but When we go to the OC Marathon uh, Expo, it's pretty big, and one of our races, the 5K, is sponsored by Wahoo's Fish Taco, which makes amazing, you know, uh, casual fast food Mexican food. It's fantastic. But they have a booth, and people are lined up. You spin a wheel, you get a hat, you get a shirt, you get a koozie of some sort. I don't know. Anyways, they said, do you want anything? And I said sure, and I I wanted to. I love trucker hats. So if you all have any trucker hats that you like, send them to me. Actually, thank you, Lori Weiner, for giving me an awesome Cleveland Marathon trucker hat for my birthday at the Buffalo Marathon. That was very sweet of you, Lori. And I've already worn it twice this week. But I get these two hats from Wahoo's, and one's navy, and one's black and gray. And I think maybe a little red, but it's really cool. Now. I am looking at also a, a shirt, an American flag shirt and I think the stripes are made out of fish. So in my mind, all of this gear has fish on it and the two hats are by the manufacturer of vans. you know the thing cool uh, skateboarder guys wear vans, that brand <laughs> so I I have this stuff in my room. I haven't worn it yet, thank goodness. but I finish up with the marathon uh, hosting the marathon on Sunday. And I go back to my room and I want to call my daughter, Ginger. I want to FaceTime her. And it's nice and sunny out. It's cold in my hotel room. So I decide, all right, I'm going to go sit in that little, um, I don't know, it's a little area with a gazebo and FaceTime her. So I put on my one of my new hats, the black and gray hat, and I go out there and I sit in the sun. And she answers the phone and I go, hey, Bean, how you doing? She goes, why do you have marijuana on your hat? I go, there's no marijuana in my hat. She goes, yes, there is. I go, Ginger, it's fish. She goes, no, mom, those are marijuana leaves. (laughs) I take the hats off and sure as hell, marijuana leaves all over my hat. So I went, oh, damn it. And she just died laughing. In fact, we both did. So apparently I'm a big pothead now because, you know, sometimes I'm just too busy to pay attention. And I know you all probably get that way too. All I can think about is if I had maybe, I don't know, walked over to a restaurant. We went out to dinner later. What if I had worn the marijuana hat out to the Cheesecake Factory? Ugh, I would have died. I just would have died. Not of embarrassment, but of shame, probably, because I am totally not a pothead, and I would be so sad if somebody thought I was a pothead. Um, But anyways, the hat's gone. You can't wear that. It's such a pretty hat, too. What a bummer. I wish it was fish. That's what I just thought. I thought it was fish on the hat. It was a black hat with gray fish, but the fish turned out to be marijuana leaves. Um, so moving on, before I go, I want to make two congratulations. I mean, there's so many congrats to go around, but I want to focus on Mike Bankhead, the leader of the Be Our Guest Podcast Lizards Group. Mike has been using the formula fabulously. He's been a longtime runner and a leader within his running group, but he decided he wanted to lose weight, and I believe due to watching Michael Jones lose 80-something pounds and PR every weekend, Mike was enticed by my program, and he went on a really long vacation. He went on a Disney cruise followed by, I don't know, some other, but it was a two-week Disney cruise followed by time, I believe, in San Diego. For vacation, he lost 15 pounds using the formula. So, holy crap. To use the formula, use it well, go on vacation, and come back way lighter. Extraordinary. So, I'm so proud of this guy. Congratulations, Mike. I harassed him a little bit while he was on vacation sending messages. Um, I'm sure he could feel my eyes glaring through the screen when he checked it. But, holy mackerel. And that's the way to do vacation. You don't go on a two-week cruise with the intentions of getting the most out of your money on the food, because I assure you, you'll never get your $2,400 back if you're trying to do it with food. But if you dance every dance, and you play every game, and you get in the pool, and you swim in the ocean, and you do all the stuff, that's how you get your money's worth. So congratulations, Mike. Nicole Vargas is down 40 pounds. And I can tell her waist is so small. So is Beth Corsor. And I don't have a number on Beth, but She's lost a ton, too. So we've had a lot of people making so much progress, and I I, I should have made a list to acknowledge them all, but those are the ones that stood out for me today. As well, I wanted to thank Nicole Vargas, Beth Korser, and, and now Katie and Jason Stefaniak because they have been um, pitching in hardcore to make sure all the hotties in the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge are getting their daily workout posts so everybody knows what workout to do the next day, posting the links. And It matters. It takes a huge burden off of my back so I can make it happen for everybody. And um, part of providing this free service is sometimes I need a little bit of help so I can keep up with the rest of my life too. And um, it really has meant a lot to me to have everybody's help. The end. All right, friends, that's that for today. Thanks for listening. But again, hooray, summer's here. I want you to get out, I want you to get active. That hashtag tank top mandate, that hashtag hands-free running is in full effect please step out of your box exercise in appropriate gear put on that tank top put on those shorts they don't have to be short shorts but they could be short shorts take a photo I want to see the full body guys we're going to have to get your knees in these pics now use the hashtag share them with me share them with everybody you know and hopefully nobody will be victimized by the black leggings in summertime ever again Okay, team, I love you. If you haven't already done it, stick around and listen to Rudy Novotny tell you about my B4 school running program. And uh, get to work. I love you guys. Bye.
0: Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.